0: Hello, and welcome to the media ministry of Living Word Church in Roberts, Illinois. Today, Pastor Douglas Lee shares truth from the Word of God that will inspire and motivate you. We pray that as you listen to this message, your ears will be open to hear and your heart to receive all that God has for you. Join us now as we journey together through God's Word.
1: Well, welcome to Living Word Church, everybody. My name is Josh Hopkins. I serve on staff here alongside with pastor paul and pastor doug and i'm so excited to get to do this this morning i'm a little nervous but it's all good we're gonna get through it all right so i'm uh i'm excited we're gonna be talking about uh about some things today right we're gonna be talking about some basics so i used to kind of think like oh great here we go i get to sit through a sermon of hearing stuff i already know you know i've already heard a thousand times again but i uh I want to make sure I stress the importance of the basics of what we believe, right? The basics of uh, what we're called to do in this earth, what our assignment is. We're going to be talking about assignment today. And if you've been here for the past few Wednesdays, you would hear, you know, we've been kind of touching base along these lines. And uh, I'm excited. It's going to be real good. I I opened up with this story a couple weeks ago, and I'm just going to use it again because it's just perfect. So uh, when I was a kid... I, uh, I started playing guitar when I was maybe, I don't know, third grade, fourth grade, something like that. And uh, back then, I didn't know if they made them or not, but I didn't know there was like a miniature size scale guitar, right? So I'm like a short little kid, and my parents buy me this great big full size guitar, right? So uh, when I first started learning, there was a guy who used to go to this church, he used to teach me, and I would sit on a wooden chair for lessons, right? And the guitar was so big for my little body, there was a a little heel that came out of the guitar. I'd rest my chin on it, and I'd stretch my arm out as far as I could just to get to that lowest note, right? Right? So, So it was way too big for me, but it's all good because I wanted to learn how to play, you know, like rock and roll and all that stuff. And when I first got that guitar, Right, I unwrapped it, plugged the amp in, plugged it into the guitar, plugged my guitar in, put my guitar in, tried to strum a note, and it sounded terrible, right? <laughs> sounded awful. I'm thinking, like, where's the overdrive? Where's the distortion? Where's the reverb? You know, Why don't I sound like Angus Young yet, right? But uh, I didn't realize all the basics I'd have to go through to get to where I'm at today, right? I didn't realize that I'd have to learn how to stretch my arm out as far as I could and get my fingers to stretch out so that I could do the basics, right? See, I don't want to undermine our basics of Christianity today. I don't want to undermine what it is that we believe, what it is that we proclaim. And uh, I don't want to undermine what's in the Bible, right? See, we're talking about assignment today. And I never did get a stand, Pastor Paul, so I'm sorry. Sorry, Facebook, if you see my back a little bit. I might set my iPad down from time to time. Or maybe I'll just hand it to Sarah every single time. But, uh, but I don't want to downplay the basics, right? If I didn't go through all the pain, all the stretching, all the learning, all of the times of my parents probably wanting to plug their ears to me playing guitar, I never would have been able to progress where I'm at today. So we can't forget our foundation, Right? Such a good picture. Our foundation. If our foundation isn't solid, how can we build? How can we progress? So we're talking about uh, our assignment today. I'm just going to open up with Matthew 28:18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, go ye therefore, go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teach, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. Amen. So we just cut right to the end, right? Our assignment, go ye therefore. Reach people. Reach people. Show people Jesus, right? Again. This is a basic concept, but it is so vast and so wonderful when we talk about how amazing it is what Jesus did for us, right? Right? Y'all believe the Bible this morning? Do we believe everything that's in the Bible? If it's in there, we're going to believe it. We're going to teach it. We're going to proclaim it, right? We're talking about basics today. Assignment. 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 Without having an understanding of the basics, we cannot progress. And understand something that each and every one of us may have different callings. What I am doing for Jesus might look different than what you will do for Jesus. But it all has the same assignment. Every assignment is the same, to reach people. Right? To reach people. I was, uh, I was talking to Pastor Doug, oh, probably a month ago, and every Friday... You know, Pastor Doug works out all the time, but every Friday I can make it over to the gym and work out with him. And, uh, and he told me one day, I was talking, you know, I'm thinking like, man, I, I got to start preaching. I got to start speaking in front of people. You know, I got I to gotta get into this, right? And, and uh, I was talking to Pastor Doug. I'm like, it's just, it's hard not to compare. Oh, thank you. They're bringing me a stand. Fine, I'll take that. <laughs> Give it up for Tim Bauer, everybody. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> here, I'll set it over here. So I don't run into it but I was talking to Pastor Doug I'm like man we got like the Mario Andretti of speakers here you know I got Pastor Doug who's just Pastor Doug I got Pastor Paul who's so good with people you know I was talking to him I'm like it's hard not to get you know kind of nervous about it and he said something amazing to me because I was I was struggling with thinking I got to prove something right I got to prove something to myself to Jesus to the people around me that there is a call on my life because I work here I got to right and he said something so remarkable that I wrote a sermon about it. He said, uh, "He said assignment is not proven in standing behind the pulpit. It's proven in our response to people. It's proven in our response to people. It's proven in our response to people." It's Man, it is proven, and when we are, when it's a Friday night at 9.30 a.m. and you get the call that someone needs you, or someone's hurting, someone's wounded, someone's broken, someone needs uh, to be talked off of a ledge, so to speak, our assignment is proven in our response to people. How willing we are to be to be inconvenienced by people. So my message isn't a message of, of thinking you got to be something you're not. My message is this. The gospel of Jesus is simple. Right? Come on now, it's simple. Jesus didn't make it hard for it because he knew someone like me would feel the call for ministry, right? This is not a, a difficult gospel. We're talking about assignment today and how assignment is proven in our response to people. And in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5, we're going to read this here. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. I'll give everyone a minute to turn there, and I'm going to take a drink because I'm parched. <laughs> All right, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. This is Paul speaking here. He says, When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain." Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So I, I want to kind of break this down. It's not necessarily in my notes, but this is Paul writing this, right? Saying, I, I didn't come to you with lofty speech. I didn't come to you with big words, but, but the Apostle Paul was a Pharisee, right? So he had all the, all the training, all the teaching. He knew the impressive words. He knew the lofty words. He knew what to say to people to sound learned, right? So he could have. But understand something the man who was so trained, so educated in everything that he had known, that he had devoted his life to, he laid it all aside to show him Jesus, right? See, that means for people like me who just has a high school degree, I mean, I went to Bible school, but I don't have a, a, a degree from a university. See, I may not necessarily know all these lofty words and persuasive language, but the gospel is so simple and so easy that I can go out, right? That I can go and tell people how simple and how wonderful Jesus is. See, I just got to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, and so to do you. We believe the word this morning? Come on now, we believe what the Bible says? All right, well, we're going to get there, and we're going to learn even more. See, understand something, our assignment is not necessarily proven in doing something like what I am doing right now. Your calling might look different than mine, so take the pressure off. God will help you through it, but the gospel of Jesus is a simple one. Our assignment is proven behind the scenes in our response to people, in the trenches with people, how we handle people, and in winning people to Christ. Understand how simple how vast and how complex this gospel of Jesus is, right? It's a simple thing to tell someone, but it is so deep that the revelation behind what all Jesus has done for me, I still haven't reached it all, but I'm, I'm getting there, right? We're getting there today. Right. We're going to learn some things about what Jesus did for us, right? See, how are we supposed to go out into all the world? Because this is what we're supposed to do, right? I'm supposed to go and tell people about Jesus. I'm supposed to win people. For Jesus but how can I do that if I don't know what God thinks about me right how am I supposed to to be a quote-unquote salesman for something if I don't stand behind the product you know I worked for Audi for a while when I lived at in uh, in Tulsa Audi it's not Audi some people say Audi it's Audi it's like a belly button some people got an Audi other people got an Audi right that's how we explain it to people, you know, because these, these rich Southern men would come into the store and they'd want an Audi, you know, so we'd tell them, it's an Audi. But you know, the, the Audi vehicle is an incredibly engineered, amazing machine, right? All the men are like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But see, I had the ability to, to stay at it when I worked at Audi to stand behind the product to where I didn't have to lie to anyone, you know? I didn't have to tell anyone, look, I mean, yeah, it's it's the best car out there. You know, oh, sure, it's not going to break down. I could stand behind the product, recognize something, as Christians, we can stand behind Jesus, right? Right? I've said it before. We've cornered the market when it comes to religion. We cornered the market, man. We got the best of the best. No other gospel, no other God, no other can offer what ours can. No other can save us, no other can fill us with his own presence, no other can restore me so that I can be past an issue, so that I can move on and grow past an issue. No other God can do what ours can. Come on now, do we believe the Bible this morning? I'm going to ask you that probably 10,000 more times today. Y'all believe the Bible this morning? I'm telling you what, I'm excited and I'm fired up because we got the greatest gospel that there is. We got the greatest Jesus that there is. There is no other religion out there that can save you, fill you with the presence, put you in right standing with the God and see you as perfect. None other except for Jesus. Amen? Y'all believe that today? All right, so we're remembering. How are we supposed to go out and tell people about this God, about this Jesus, about this Great and mighty one that the scripture refers to him has. Unless we have an understanding of what God thinks about us. Understand that when we were, before we were saved, no matter what age you are, or maybe you're not even saved this morning, I don't know. But wherever you were when you turned your life to Christ, remember that Jesus was in the trenches with you, right? Jesus was in the trenches with me as a young little boy turned into Jesus, right? No matter how little problem it seemed for me to other people, Jesus was there for me. And because he was there for me, because he was there for you, we will be there for the others. We will be there for the people who are out there who need a Savior. All right, we're looking here in uh, 2 Peter 1.3. This is, uh, I believe it's the Scripture Ben uh, referenced last Sunday. Ben did an amazing job, by the way. I mean, wonderful, wonderful job. If you all didn't miss it. Go on to our Facebook page, right? We'll put a little plug in for Facebook. If you're watching online, you know, check out our other videos. Check out what we said. But uh, for 2 Peter 1 through 3, we're talking about our assignment, right? We're talking about what God's called us to do, every single person. We cannot escape it. But we're talking about how in order for us to go out into all the world and tell people about Jesus, we have to know what he did for us. 2 Peter 1 3. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Don't tell any of my Rhema professors. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Y'all believe the Bible this morning? Well, let's read it again. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. In other words, if you don't know Jesus, you ain't going to get it. If you don't know Jesus, you are not going to get all that you can from God to live this godly life, to accomplish this assignment, to go out and to win people. If you don't know him, you won't get it, but you can know him, and it's really easy. We're talking about this. We received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous, marvelous glory and excellence. I'm going to read that top part again. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. You know, I, I, I've said this before. Scripture talks about meditating on the word, right? And that meditating isn't necessarily, you know, folding your, your, knees, your knees and saying, oh, you know. That's not what it's saying here. It's saying mutter, utter, speak, and ponder, Right? Meditate on the word of God. So if I'm, if I'm going to meditate on this word, I'm going to tell myself. And I'm going to speak this word to myself. And I'm going to get it so ingrained in me that I don't even have to look at my Bible to tell people about it. Recognize something. God has given you everything you need. God has given you everything you need. God has given you everything you need. Right? Y'all believe that this morning? See, sometimes it's so, uh, it's interesting. It, it was perfect what, what Marcus and I did for the, uh, for the video announcements, right? You know, I got this bright idea while I was getting ready to go over to Fairbury on Thursday. It's when we normally film. I'm thinking, this is going to be awesome. We're going <laughs> to film it. It's going to be funny. We're going to get these people to say, you know, good morning, living word, all that. And it's a perfect example of what we're supposed to do right? Because I was thinking like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great for my family here, for my church family. They're going to love this. I'm gonna get, they're going to get a kick out of this. But there was still a part of me that was hesitant, right? Afraid of what's going to happen. You know, I'm walking up to this, or we're driving up to this drive through This lady can't even see me. I'm saying, hey, will you just do me a favor real quick, right? I know you don't know me, but uh, will you just be live-streamed on the internet, See, it's a perfect example of what it's like to go and to talk to someone. Understand, my, my heart behind trying to be funny for the church was to, was to provide a way for everyone to kind of hone in on the video announcements, so a way to hone in and, and have something to laugh about, have something to be lighthearted and funny and get your attention. And my heart behind it was for my church family. See, recognize our heart behind feeling the flutter, Right? Of talking to someone about Jesus who we don't know, do it for your family, right? Do it for the kingdom of God. You know, when I worked at Audi, I learned how to be a company man really quick, right? What do I mean by that? I mean that if someone's gonna talk bad about the company, I'm gonna defend the company, right? If someone's gonna talk bad about my boss, I'm gonna defend my boss, not say, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? If someone's gonna talk bad about my God, I'm gonna defend my God, right? See, we do this for the kingdom of God. We do this because, as it says, I believe it's 1 John, it says we love God because he first loved us. Y'all believe that this morning? Y'all believe God loves you? Come on now. I know we got a lot of, mostly everyone, if not everyone, is a church person in this building. But God loves you. And I'm going to go out and tell people about God's great love for me and for them. Right? See, someone, whether it's here or whether it's on Facebook Live, someone needs to know. God loves you. Think of all that he did, right? See, we're talking about basics today. We're talking about our assignment, right, to go ye into all the world. But we can't accomplish our assignment. We can't represent Jesus if we don't know what Jesus did for us. And I don't care that we've heard it a thousand times that Jesus loves us and he died for us. Jesus loves us and he died for us, Right? Right? See, I can't rightly represent my pastor if I don't put myself into submission under my pastor. If I don't spend time with my pastor to know his thoughts, to know his will, to know his desire for things, right? See, that's what we do when we come to church, when we spend time with the King of Kings, even in our personal time. See, we can't rightly represent Jesus unless we know what he did for us. Amen? All right, we're talking about 1 John 4 19. We love him because he first loved us, and it is our job to spread the kingdom of heaven on earth. Remember that our passion for Jesus fuels our identity, or sorry, fuels our responsibility. Our passion for Jesus fuels our responsibility, okay? See, we're talking about how We have an assignment. We have a calling. We have something we're supposed to do because God saved me. He filled me with his Holy Spirit. He made me a new creature in Christ Jesus. He took all the old things and he put them away and he did the same for you. But how am I supposed to go and tell people if I don't know that, right? See, and understand the scripture says that we love him because he first loved us. So I love my God because he did that and because of that, because of his love for me, that fuels my responsibility, right? We talked about how I went and, you know, I wanted to make sure I got a good, uh, a good little clip with the, the Dairy Queen person, you know, for my family, right, for my church family. Recognize that my love for you fueled me to go and do that. Our love for God fuels us to go, right, to get our heart pumping, thinking, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? What if they've turned me away about Jesus and I start telling them about Jesus, right? Our passion and our love for God will fuel us and fuel our responsibility. Looking here in 1 John four twelve, we're going to read some scripture today. We got a lot of scripture, and that's a good thing because uh, <laughs> we're Christians. First <laughs> John four twelve through fourteen says, "If we love one another, God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us." Hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Let's let's just look a little bit at that again. In other words, he's saying, all right, y'all can tell that you're saved if he's in you and he's given you his spirit, which we know that's what happens in a new birth experience. We know that that's what happens when we call upon the name of the Lord and we're saved. When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. We know that he comes and lives in us, right? Right? We know that this is part of it, but understand something. He also goes a step farther here, and he says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. We're nowhere in Christ when we have a spirit, and we testify the gospel, right? So if we look on there in verse 15, right after that, it says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. And I looked up confess because I thought, yeah, it probably just means, you know, says out of their mouth. That's, that's pretty, pretty obvious, right? But it says uh, to agree with, to profess, and then the two definitions that I like the most. To declare openly and to profess one's self, the worshiper of one. To profess one's self, the worshiper of one. So what does it mean for us to be like Jesus Christ, what does it mean for us to go into all the world? It means we declare openly to profess to the world that we are worshipers of God and Christ Jesus, right? We are called to go into all the world to confess Jesus, right? See, my identity, I want people to know me as a worshiper of Jesus, right? When they see me, they see, oh, that guy loves Jesus, right? Right? To be a worshiper of one. See, we'll know, what all this scripture is saying is, we'll know that we're starting to mature as a Christian. Yes, when we understand that his spirit lives in us. Right? That's basic. That's vast, but it's basic for us. We know that. But we'll also know that we're going to begin to mature in Christ when we profess openly. And profess ourselves as a worshiper of Christ. Right? Right? See, again, I said it on Wednesday, and I I have to say it again. My message is not a message of condemnation. It's not even a message of conviction. That's the Holy Spirit's job, right? It's his job to convict, not mine. So if you're starting to, I'm just encouraging everyone to kind of reevaluate where we are. And I'm talking to myself. Am I professing to be a worshiper of Jesus, right? Right? come on, am I professing to be a worshiper of Jesus? He died on the cross for me. He made me a new person. He made you a new person. We have cornered the market in religion. We got the best God there ever is, there ever was, there ever will be. No other God can compare to our God. We have the greatest of the greatest living on the inside of us. The teacher of the word, the one who knows all the very number of hairs on your head. The one who created the earth, who created the heavens, who created you and me. And he lives on the inside of me, and he loves me, right? He loves me. How can I not go and profess Jesus? Come on now. Come on now. How could I not? Right? Think about how simple. Paul didn't use lofty words. He didn't use persuasive language even he wasn't even trying to convince people right he wasn't trying even to persuade them he relied only on the power of the holy spirit ladies and gentlemen there is nothing in this world that you cannot try to 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 sell to someone to convince someone of without trying to persuade them other than jesus right this is a simple gospel jesus came to this world He went through all the things that we could ever go through. He bore all the sicknesses and iniquities on the cross. Y'all believe that this morning? Do we believe that today? That Jesus' scripture says that when he was crucified, he went to hell and made a show of the enemy openly, and he defeated death, hell, and the grave for you and for me, right? This This is the basics. This is the foundation of Christianity. Jesus and him crucified, right? And there is nothing that God can't handle. There's nothing God can't take care of. And our assignment today is proven in our response to people. It is not proven necessarily in doing something like what I'm doing right now. This is part of my assignment, but it may not be part of yours. All of our assignment is to go. And how can we go unless we know what he has done for us? How can we be a, 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 a advocate for something, unless it's work for us, right? Right. Understand something. i talked about how our passion, our our passion for God, is our fuel for to go and do our responsibility. Right. Understand what happens. When we tell others about God. See, another basic of Christianity is that when we become saved, that the King of kings and Lord of lords, the kingdom of God lives in us. Right? So right now, again, again, I'm going to say this probably another thousand times. Y'all believe the word this morning? Right? Do we believe what the Bible says? Then recognize that as a Christian, the kingdom of God lives in you. I'm not talking metaphorically, right? I'm not talking deep things here, like, oh, if you, you know, whatever. I am talking for fact. The kingdom of God lives in you, right? All right, let's look at this here. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16. I'm going to read it in the King James Version and in the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. I still hear the pages are turning, so I'm going to wait a second. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Know ye not that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? In other words, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? If you wanted scriptural proof, there's your scriptural proof. Know ye not that the Spirit of God lives within you? You are a carrier of the kingdom of God and you have something to share. Again, we're talking about assignment today. We're talking about the basics of Christianity, right? We're talking about how it's our assignment to go and to do, to go and to tell people, hey, Jesus loves you. Hey, whatever you got going on, he wants to get all in your business and fix it, and he can and he will, right? That he is the one who died and rose again for us so that we can live in eternity with him in heaven, right? See, we're talking about assignment today and as the, as a believer of Jesus Christ, you carry the kingdom of heaven on the inside of you. Understand in Luke chapter 17, it says one day the Pharisees asked Jesus, "When will the kingdom of God come?" And Jesus replied, "The kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, "Here it is" or "it's over here," for the kingdom of God is already among you." And when you look up among, it says it is within or it is in your grasp, right? Your grasp. Understand, again, why, why am I harping so much on the kingdom of God living within us? Let's look here. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, we, t- we preach here and we teach that the Bible uh, teaches us and states that we're not only saved from hell, we're saved to something, Right? The scripture says that we are to make Jesus our Lord and Savior, not just Savior only, right? So that means that I believe that Jesus saved me. He died on the cross for me, but he also called me, right? Going back there to, to First or Second Peter where it talks about how he's given us everything we need to live a godly life, right? That's making Jesus our Lord, living a godly life for him, doing what he has asked us to do, Right? See, understand something. It's up, for, it's up to us to change our concept here when it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, there's multiple ways we can look at that scripture where it's true, where we're supposed to seek after God and, spoke to, and supposed to seek after Jesus to be Jesus' righteousness. The scripture says, We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But I want to encourage you and challenge your thinking tonight to and change your view of people, to change how you view people who don't know Jesus. Right? As a believer, I carry the presence of God. As someone who doesn't believe, they do not. Right? Simple. Nothing too hard here. As a believer, I believe God lives in me. And if someone's not a believer, the kingdom of heaven's not in them. But it could be. Right? See, I want to encourage you to see people not just as people who need saved from hell because they do, but recognize, are we company people in this? Are we people who stand behind the kingdom of God? I want to see people for who they really are, someone who needs saved from hell, but also who needs to be saved into being a vessel of God. Right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I love this. I was just praying about it back in the, in the rocking chair today. I never even saw it till today. And his righteousness... Seek ye first the people who can be filled with God's spirit because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then all the other things will be added unto you. Have you ever thought to yourself, why am I dealing with so much stuff? Why do I have lack in my life? Why do I not have this or that? What's going on here? Seek ye first the kingdom. I want to make sure this, I want to make sure this connects because I don't know if it is. We have an assignment, Right? We're supposed to go into all the world. Jesus gave us authority and power to do it. We're supposed to preach and teach about what Jesus has done for us and for them. Because when we seek, uh, when we seek first God's kingdom, when we seek first the people who can carry the presence of God and his righteousness, then all the things are added unto us. Right? Are you all getting the dots connected today? See, I'm not just saying keep seeking after God because we're supposed to never stop. Hear me here. I am not saying that that's not what that scripture means. What I am saying is that also we are to seek after the vessels who are to be filled. And as far as we're concerned, that's every person I come into contact with. Right? See, if we want want our life to succeed here, if we want to prosper here on this earth, then we'll seek first the kingdom then we'll be about God's business. Y'all, we are in the people business, and this is the family business, to seek first the kingdom of God. Y'all, y'all uh, connecting this morning with that? See, if we, wanna, if we want the kingdom of God to spread across the earth, then we win people. Recognize we're saved from something and saved to something, and when we do the business of heaven, the body of Christ begins to move. See, when we do what, what the, the business of heaven is of winning people, then we see the signs Then we see the wonders. Then we see the miracles. None of that can happen. Revival cannot come to this nation, to this earth, to Ford County, unless we go out and do, right? Come on now. Come on now. We got to be praying for revival, which we are. I know we are. But we got to be the hands and feet of Jesus, right? How can we not be? We just talked about how vast and how amazing the gospel of Jesus is. Am I right? When we do the business of heaven, the body of Christ begins to move. That's when we see signs, wonders, and miracles, and the glorious church without spot or wrinkle. See, I want to go back up there. I've got to find where it's at. In 1 Corinthians 2, where he was talking, Paul was talking about, he didn't come to people with persuasive words and lofty words and all that. He said, rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. And i did this so you would not you would trust not in human wisdom but in the power of god see i can yell at you (laughs) till i'm blue in the face but if i'm not preaching the gospel of jesus it's just gonna go right over right understand something this is a simple gospel i'm gonna say it over and over again it's a simple gospel and every single person in here if you love jesus You are qualified to go out because he said, rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, right? I don't know about you, but I like signs and wonders and miracles. I like when people are healed, when people are set free, when people are delivered. I like when I hear the stories of people's finances coming into alignment, right? I like when I hear the story about how someone was believing for something and it came to help them accomplish the power of God. Recognize something, that the kingdom of God is at hand, right? That we have an anointing from the Holy One to go into all the world to preach, teach, and declare Jesus. And if we want to see revival to this generation, then we go and we do what he said to do. Amen? Understand something here. That we are a part of the body of Christ. That is a simple statement that is so amazing. We are part of the body of Christ. Again, we're talking about basics. I like to move around, so thank you for keeping your necks going today, you know, watching me move around. We're talking about the basics. See, understand that we have an assignment from God to go into all the world to tell people about Jesus. Jesus. That he's so incredibly wonderful that he saved us, changed us, made us a new creature, a new species. Took away all every bad thing in our life and made us new, right? And I can't go out and do that unless I understand that he's done that for me. Unless I'm aware of what he's done for me. Because understand that the body of Christ is in the body of the believer. Or sorry, that the kingdom of God is in the body of the believer. And that if we want to see the kingdom of God spread across this earth, then we seek the people and we do the casting, right? See, understand that we are a part of the body of Christ, and we all know this, or most know, that Christ means anointed, right? So Christ is the anointed. Now, Anointing normally refers to oil that's smeared over someone, and that, that was done in the Old Testament for kings, for priests, and I believe even for prophets, all three. And what it does is that anointing was meant to set people apart, for ministry, right? We could say it sanctified them. It set them apart as being different, as being one who is a king or a priest or a prophet. Understand that we are a part of the body of Christ, and that with us, when we fellowship with Christ, we fellowship with the anointing, right? The anointing of God lives on the inside of us. And I want to look here, because I want to make sure we get it. In Romans 1, 16, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the anointed, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It says we are to spread the gospel of anointing. And in First John 2.20, I know I'm firing off scripture, so I'm sorry if you're still flipping through to the last one. But in First John 2.20 in the Amplified, it says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, you the believer You at Living Word Church have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, specially gifted, and prepared by the Holy Spirit. And all of you know the truth because He teaches us, illuminates our minds, and guards us from error. We have been given an anointing from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit empowers us and sets us apart. Right? See, understand something, we're not only saved from hell, we're saved to being an ambassador of Christ Jesus, and he didn't only make me a new creature, he didn't only make you a new creature, he didn't only set you free and take away the things that plague our mind and plague our bodies, but he also empowered you to be a winner of people. He checked every mark on the, on the list, right? 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 Come on now, do y'all believe the word of God today? Y'all believe that as you as a a Christian, you have been given everything you need to live a godly life? I've been given everything I need to live a godly life, and he even anointed me and set me apart. He empowered me. Scripture says he gave us the authority. That's in the name of Jesus. says that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord, right? There's nothing greater than the name of Jesus. Are you all starting to see all that God has done for us? So how dare I not go, right? Going back to the DQ thing, right? How dare I not go and do something for my family? How dare I not go into the world for my Savior who loved me first, right? Because he empowered me. And he, he even said, I didn't even have to use persuasive words and lofty words and lofty wisdom, right? We got a simple gospel. Y'all with me today? I also want to make sure uh, I touch on something here. It says in Isaiah chapter 10 that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke, right? If you guys do want to look it up, I believe it's Isaiah ten twenty seven. How it's the anointing That breaks the yoke, right? We talked about how no other religion, and I even hesitate to call this a religion because we all know this is a relationship, right? This is amazing. I wouldn't change anything if I could. I'm happy to give my life up for Christ. How could I not? But we teach here, we were talking about earlier how no other religion has to offer what we have to offer. Recognize something that the anointing of God is what breaks The yoke. The anointing of God is what breaks the chains that hold people back, right? The anointing of God is what breaks whatever holds us down. Y'all with me? Understand something. The scripture says we have been given an anointing from the Holy One and we know all things. Y'all believe today that the power of God is in you to go and to break yokes? The power of God resides in you to go and break chains because it's Jesus doing it? Right. Again, we're talking about the basics of Christianity. We're talking about what every Christian should know, what I should know and should practice, right? Understand how complete this gospel is. He didn't leave a thing out, right? He saved us, made us a new creature, a new creation. He empowered us to live a godly life. Boom, took care of me and my own personal needs right away. And then he gave me the anointing and the power to go and do the same for people. And then he even put an incentive on it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, right? now this is the gospel we're about to wrap up here but this is the gospel of Jesus Christ that we're talking about how we are to carry the anointing of God and we are a part of the body of of anointing and we are in our place in the body of Christ we line ourselves up with Christ to break the yokes that hold back and subdue people understand that Christ is the anointed and that if we fellowship with Jesus that's what changes our life I want to encourage you today before we do wrap it up understand something that if you're dealing with anything, 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 no matter how severe, no matter how minor, it's Christ Jesus in you that's greater. Understand that as a Christian, the greater one is right here. He lives inside of us. See, when we fellowship with Jesus, the yokes will break, right? Right? When we fellowship with the anointed one, the anointing will take away the chains that hold us back. So my message for you today is to encourage you to remember your assignment, right? Remember what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. Remember who it is who set us free, who made us new, who took away all of our sin and shame, and even says he doesn't even remember it. That's insanely amazing. He doesn't even remember And we are supposed to take that same excitement and fire and truth of the gospel and share it to other people because when we do, his kingdom is enlarged and increased on this earth and Jesus can come back to a church without spot or wrinkle. Amen? Y'all believe that the spirit of the living God lives on the inside of you? Come on now, y'all believe that Christ is the anointed one? And he's the one who lives inside of us? He can take away any pain. He can take away any trouble. He can take away anything and he can fix anything now i do want to make sure i uh, I, I get through something here <laughs> understand i want to before i leave you there's not a clock back there Eleven i'm doing pretty good doing pretty good i don't know if i'll quite make eleven thirty, but we're gonna get close see understand this assignment right i want to i want to issue a challenge y'all y'all up for a challenge I promise it's easy, right? Between now, <laughs> are you ready, Andy? <laughs> Between now and January 1st of 2020, one person. Just one. Now I'm going to make it even easier per family, right? So the Phillips have six people in their family as, the, as a whole. Bring one person to church. Tell one person about Jesus, right? See, I want to make sure too, we aren't necessarily supposed to bring people to church to get them saved. We save them and bring them, right? Talk to one person. If you don't get them saved, bring them anyway. We'll get them saved, right? Now, between January 1st of 2020, one person per family. If the Conrads were here, they got eight people in their family. They're off in Guatemala. That's just one person. Can we do that? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to issue that same challenge to me. One person. And you watch. See, we we believe the word of God here at Living Word. Amen. Amen? Scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added unto you. You watch your life begin to change. You watch how your life will begin to reflect the life of Christ when you go and you tell people the good news. I tell you what, it's intoxicating it's intoxicating. Better than any drug or alcohol out there. Better than any high, any buzz. To tell someone about Jesus and to see the light change in their eye. To to walk away from, even if you don't get them saved the first time, to have them walk away with the new idea, a new perspective, it is intoxicating. But don't just take my word for it. Go out there and do it. Amen? We're talking about assignment today. Are we going to accomplish our assignment? We're talking about going out into all the world and telling people how good Jesus is because he did it all for me. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we glorify you in this place. Father, living word is a church that believes on you, Jesus. Is a church that believes in your name. Father, we're so thankful that you live on the inside of us. We're so thankful that you've given us everything we need to live a godly life. And we're so thankful that you not only saved us, but you made us new. Father, you created us into a new creation. Father, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to tell people about jesus so father we mark this day as a day of change father we mark this day as a day of boldness father to go i just speak boldness over this body lord to go out over myself to go out and to share jesus to those who are around us and father we're going to work on one person and i thank you father that from there it'll spiral into even more like a domino effect father it just takes the first push of the domino and father i thank you That when we do your business, Lord, your kingdom prospers and thrives on this earth and we see the glorious church, the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. So, Father, we mark this day and we tell you today, we'll do it, Lord. We'll do it, Lord. We'll go out into all the world, all Ford County, all McLean County, all Roberts, all Paxton, all Gibson City, all the surrounding areas. And, Father, we're going to do it for you and for your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, one more thing. One more thing, really quick. We're talking about assignment, right? And I'll let you go, I promise. This one time, a while ago, when I first, first kind of had a job change, I took a 30-mile radius around Roberts, Illinois. Just 30 miles to draw a perfect circle around the map. Guess approximately how many people are in that 30-mile radius, not even including the people who live in the country, just the little towns. Over 45,000. Over 45,000 thousand. That's probably 50,000 or over 50,000 when you include the people who are in the, in the countries. And we've got people who drive farther than that to this church. Recognize that the harvest is ripe and, we're, and God is asking for laborers to go out into the field. Ladies and gentlemen, we're the laborers. Amen? Alright, go with God. Thank you, everybody.
0: We pray that today you were challenged to move closer to God and encouraged with the depth of His love for you. If you would like to know more or hear additional messages, please call us at 217-395-2231. You can also write to us at Living Word Church, P.O. Box 158, Roberts, Illinois, 60962. Or visit our website at go to lwcorg And as always, we would love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace.